me out of the airlock. Mr. Silk is, as you know, in our consular service, Gopal was saying to the others. Back on Luna on rotation, doing something in Mr. Halvard's section. He is the gentleman who did such a splendid job for us on Asha, Gamma Norma Three. And, as he has just demonstrated, he added, gesturing toward the Statesman Journal on the Benares work table, he is a student both of the diplomacy of the past and the implications of our present policies. A bit frank, Klung commented dubiously. But judicious, Natalenko squeaked in the high, eukonoid voice that came so incongruously from his bulk. He aired his singular accurate predictions in a periodical that doesn't have a circulation of more than a thousand copies outside his own department, and I don't think the public's semantic reactions to the terminology of imperialism is as bad as you imagine. They seem quite satisfied now with the change in the title of your department from defense to aggression. Well, we've gone into that, gentlemen, Gopal said. If the article really makes trouble for us, we can always disavow it. There's no censorship of the journal, and Mr. Silk won't be around to draw fire on us. Here it comes, I thought. That sounds pretty ominous, doesn't it, Mr. Silk? Natalenko tittered happily, like a ten-year-old who has just found a new beetle to pull the legs out of. It's really not as bad as it sounds, Mr. Silk, Gopal hastened to reassure me. We are going to have to banish you for a while, but I dare say that won't be so bad. The social life here on Luna has probably begun to pall anyhow. So we're sending you to Capella 4. Capella 4, I repeated, trying to remember something about it. Capella was a geotype like Saul. That wouldn't be so bad. New Texas, Klung helped me out. Oh, God, no, I thought. It happens that we need somebody of your sort on that planet, Mr. Silk, Gopal said. Some of the trouble is in my department, and some of it is in Mr. Klung's. For that reason, perhaps, it would be better if Coordinator Natalenko explained it to you. You know, I assume, our chief interest in New Texas? Natalenko asked. I had some of it for breakfast, sir, I replied. Super cow. Natalenko tittered again. Yes, New Texas is the butcher shop of the galaxy. In more ways than one, I'm afraid you'll find. They just butchered one of our people there just a short while ago. Our ambassador, in fact. That would be Silas Cumshaw, and this was the first I'd heard about it. I asked when it had happened. A couple of months ago. We just heard about it last evening, when the news came in on a freighter from there, which serves to point up something you stressed in your article, the difficulties of trying to run a centralized, democratic government on a galactic scale. But we have another interest, which may be even more urgent than our need for new Texan meat. You've heard, of course, of the Zesrof. That was a statement, not a question. Natalenko wasn't trying to insult me. I knew who the Zisrof were. I'd run into them here and there. One of the extrasolar intelligent humanoid races, who seemed to have been evolved from canine or canine-like ancestors, instead of primates. Most of them could speak basic English, 
but I never saw one who would admit to understanding more of our language than the 850-word basic vocabulary. They occupied a half-dozen planets in a small star cluster about forty light-years beyond the Capella system. They had developed normal space reaction drive ships before we came into contact with them, and they had quickly picked up the hyperspace drive from us back in those days when the Solar League was still playing Missionaries of Progress and trying to run the galaxy-wide Point Four program. In the past century, it had become almost impossible for anybody to get into their star group, although Zeshroff ships were orbiting in on every planet that the League had settled or controlled. There were Zeshroff traders and small merchants all over the galaxy, and you almost never saw one of them without a camera. Their little meteor mining boats were everywhere, and all of them carried more of the most modern radar and astrogational equipment than a meteor miner's lifetime earnings could pay for.